All right. Hello and welcome to Live Free and Ham. I'm psyched uh, as this is our Christmas gear episode. I've been waiting for this one for a long time. Oh, and you know, it's our 100 subscriber show. So you know what that means? Uh, you get presents, you get presents. Well, we'll be giving them away and raffling them. So hopefully you're in the chat there for that. Uh, but stay tuned tonight. We've got some uh, great items to, uh, you know, throw into uh, or throw under the tree there. And so uh, looking forward to that. But as always, uh, let me uh, refresh your memories and your glasses to say, uh, you know, that we can always head over to the website at livefreeandham.com and subscribe to our podcast. You know, make sure you like our channel as well, as we have a bunch of great stuff coming up this year that you definitely don't want to miss out on both uh, on our podcast and uh, we'll be doing uh, on our YouTube channel as well. So let's get into it today. Uh, I'm your host, Eric. My call signs N1JUR, J- J- and I'm joined by all KF4TPY. And Ryan, W1SNH. And last but not least, I'm Todd, W1STJ. All right, cool. Well, hey, before we get into discussion for tonight, as I always like to do with every show, is catch all of you guys up and let you know what's going on uh, and where the Lifran Ham crew might uh, be. Um, as always, we do a once a month live stream. So if this is your first time, uh, you know, catching our live stream, welcome. Um, so, you know, if you haven't already, make sure you're a subscriber and you ding that bell so you get notified every time we go live. Um, and we also update all of our socials, Instagram, um, and uh, Facebook, uh, although we aren't ex-users, so we apologize for that. But um, And we also have a special event coming up. Now, for those that already have listened to this week's pod uh, episode, where Todd and I talk about uh, our uh, you know goals to uh, getting uh, the 1,000 contacts at um, the uh, Nashua Rail Trail, um, First thing you need to do is head over to our website, subscribe to that, and listen to that podcast. But if you have, you know, if you were listening close enough, we threw down a challenge, you know, to our listeners where we said, you know, we didn't know when we were going to activate the whole thing, but we figured, hey, let's do a little bit of an office pool. And in that office pool, we're going to have you guys, the listeners, pick the day or the month or both actually, and decide when we're going to actually complete the kilo. You know, it's sort of like an office pool, you know, and the listeners that are closest uh, to the date will win some pretty cool stuff and we'll uh, reveal more of that stuff down the road. Definitely head over to our website. There'll be more details uh, there and check back often to make sure that uh, you don't miss out on um, that, uh, you know, challenge coming up. So uh, we're going to forego a little bit of what we uh, talk about usually on our um, shows is where uh, we ask each other uh, what's been going on in ham worlds to really kind of get into the action. Um, And so uh, once we kind of dive into the deeper side of things, like I said, this is our gear episode on top of our 100 uh, subscriber episode. Uh, We'll be doing at about the 30 and 45 minute mark uh, giveaway. So make sure if you're in the chat that uh, you're... uh, paying attention and uh, listening for the keywords there. And so you can uh, have an opportunity to win a couple of uh, great uh, items. We're giving away uh, an HT and uh, another Reliance Antenna, uh, NFED, uh, Halfwave. If you've uh, had a chance to go over to my channel and check that out, uh, N1JUR did a great review with uh, you know Matt from Reliance Antenna there. And uh, you know it's an awesome antenna. I use it a lot when I'm out doing my POTAs. Um, so Without further ado, let's get in and talk about how we're going to run tonight's show. So it's 
it's like I said, it's a gear episode. So we're going to be spending some time talking about our favorite things of 2023 that we liked. And we kind of broke it out into a couple of categories. Um, and this is really not, uh, you know, an episode of, you know, where you can send to your wife or, you know, significant other and say, Hey, or go buy me this stuff. Although it's possible, you know, uh, but it's only like, you know, five days till Christmas. So if you're already at this, you know, place, uh, in life, uh, you know, <laughs> ham radio gear might not be the place to go. So, um, you know, what we're going to do here is the format. I'm going to hold up the, uh, a bag that I have with a bunch of numbers in here. And so we are going to pick the order tonight, uh, for, uh, the deciding factor of who's going to, uh, you know, throw their, uh, product or, you know, item or radio into the ring first and, and kind of go from there. So, um, if Ryan, um, you know, we'll start with you since, uh, you know, you're to my, uh, right here. Uh, if you want to go ahead and pick a number from one to six, and if I pull out that number and it's the number you chose, then, uh, you will have the coveted first position. Um, and then we'll continue on through Paul and Todd, um, until that first purse, uh, first spot is actually, uh, picked and uh, then we'll you know get the other two slots going so go ahead and give me your number sir all right number five all right let's see what we got here and we pull out they're all stuck together because i use stickets silly boy all right nope that is not correct all right uh go ahead uh, paul uh, go ahead one through six sir uh let's go with four all right let's see if uh my gosh Note to self, do not use stickets as drawing numbers. They do not work well. Uh, no, that is not the number. All right, Todd, come on. How about three? Uh, let's go here. Oh, it is your lucky day. If I can get rid of this other sticker that's on top of this one. We got the number three for Todd. So he is a coveted first position. All right, so between Ryan and Paul, go ahead, Ryan, pick a number. Uh, one through six, minus three. Number one. All right. And no, <laughs> it is not number one. Uh, Paul, go. <laughs> uh, stick with four. All right. Oh, it is so good. It is number four. All right, cool. So the order tonight is Todd, Paul, and Ryan. All right, so to start us off here, we are going to talk about a bunch of gear selections. We all either personally love uh, the, either the best radios, the stuff that we've coveted, or maybe we have in our own shack that we want to kind of throw in the ring. And the way this works is, is obviously the order has been chosen that if the person has already announced that gear for that category, well, guess what? The other two have to scramble pretty fast and come up with a, a couple other different options, uh, you know, that might uh, fit their, you know, their want or their need and, and still uh, be able to fit in the category. So to kick things off, Todd, uh, you know, how about uh, you? So we're going to start off with the HF radio category here and, and, uh, you know, so what do you have for your first choice for HF radios? Uh, my first choice would be my, uh, my flex radio, of course, okay. 6,400. Right. Uh, my second choice is obviously my Yesu. Oh, well, you DX can't continue. 10. No, you, you know, hold your, hold your deals there. You only get one to the table for every category. So, all, you right. Know, <laughs> all right. Yeah. My flex radio. I mean, I'm, it's uh it's a radio that I'm, I'm really learning, um, how to use, uh, I'm very novice at it, but, uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it and, it's uh, it's definitely uh, fun to use. So yeah, that's my number one. 
Okay, cool. Well, you know, you're, it's a hard pick because there's three other people here in the crew that have flexes, and then they can toss that out with the bathwater. Uh, oh, so, so they can't, you can't pick the they same. They cannot thing. pick. Well, that's why we chose the order there. So you know, they got to now scramble. I can see people's brains already uh, churning, and you know, see where we go. But I know where Paul's going to go. I can I can almost uh, factor this in. Uh, go ahead, Paul. Uh, what's your your HF radio choice for uh, 2023? Uh, well, so uh, since this year. Uh, new to the shack is the icom 7300 uh-huh. uh, yes. that is absolutely 100 percent my uh my hf radio of of the year okay well that 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 is a, a wonderful radio i know you've had a, a a joy and love with that that the piece of equipment and uh it, it kind of puts ryan in a tough spot i mean he's got both of those in his shack <laughs> both the flex and an i you know 7300 so you know i don't know where is he going <laughs> It's actually very straightforward. So, uh, oh, new this year, Watson. <laughs> new this year in the uh, shack is uh, the mighty IC705. Oh, yes. I totally forgot you had that. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. So, team Icom. Yep. So we'll, we'll count uh, two check marks next to Icom there. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. you know, Ryan, you could have done the 6600. <laughs> you could have. It's a different radio. I'm a 6400, <laughs> different radio, different. The, the ICOM does more. Yeah. Oh, you heard it here, folks. He's, he's going <laughs> back. <laughs> you can never, uh, never give up and never give up your first love, as they say. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that, uh, then that makes me uh, round out this category. And I'm surprised uh, it left me wide open. Uh, I, my first choice, obviously, was the flex, but I knew that was going to be uh, scooped up by uh, one of the two folks here on the the pod here but uh i am gonna go with my dx10 uh, you know I, I although i don't currently have it in possession right now and i am uh you know it, it's on loan uh to another ham uh he is loving that radio i have uh you know that was my first official we'll say sdr radio that i kind of bought um love the fact that it's a hybrid and it's done uh wonderful uh for me for the period of time i had it before i, I made the leap to flex and uh you know so uh, you know, it, it is going to forever have a very warm place in my heart and, uh, you know, on my, uh, you know, radio shelf, uh, going forward. So, so that's it for me. So, you know, if, uh, any of the listeners are out there or in the chat, you know, feel free to join in and, and, and throw, uh, your, uh, items, uh, you know, of, that you either use in your shack or, uh, you know, you, you, you know, from our choices, you know, go ahead and uh, chime in and add it in. We'll make sure we get your comments in there. Um, okay. So just diving into the next category we hear, uh, we, we hear we have here sorry um is uh we're going to talk vhf uhf radios now that kind of opens a very big you know swath of space and radios um you know so tell me what your first choice is why and what one one or two features that you think out of the the deal is uh you know uh, the, the the one thing that makes that radio that more special to you so go ahead and kick us off todd uh i think my yesu 300 uh that's that's my car it's my jeep radio uh i love it it's very simple to use uh it's it's compact it works well uh yeah i just it's really cool and it does the aprs um i've been able to um easily manage things you can switch to digital to analog with just a push of a button and um i probably use that radio more than any other radio because when i'm in the car i'm normally calling my call sign out so yeah that's my that's my favorite one i'd recommend it to anyone it's a dual you can have it's dual uh two different channels so you can switch between the two um and monitor two of them so it's it's a nice radio 
Sweet. Yeah, I, I would agree 100% with that radio. I think, you know, Brian, had, you still, you don't have a 300 at all, Ryan, do you? You you traded up, right? No, I still have the 300 in the car. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yep. I so, didn't know you yeah. had that one. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, cool. So, uh, 300 is definitely a, you know, good radio, awesome, uh, features. And, you know, the one thing that, uh, you know, I'm just going to put a dig out there for K murder or Mr. Uh, ham radio tube APRS does rock. So, yeah. Anyway, well, enough with that, uh, over to you, Paul, uh, what, what's, what's your, uh, pick for VHF UHF? Uh, so as far as, uh, VHF UHF, I got to go with, uh, the radio this is my truck uh i'm gonna i'm gonna one up todd just a little bit because it's the uh the asu ftm 400 xdr <laughs> yeah oh um yes. the the things that uh, i absolutely love about that radio is um i i love the detachable face uh mm-hmm. the full color display dual dual band dual vfo um so often uh i've got the the local repeater up on uh the uh, a band and then i've got uh, simplex two meter calling on b band um and i'm always always at least monitoring those two um you know but uh i've got so many different um you know like municipality frequencies and stuff uh programmed in too so if uh if i do any traveling around the state um or even like um you know in april when i drove down to florida uh, i'll be doing it i'll be doing it again uh, this coming april um you know i'll run aprs the whole way uh on the b band and then I'll cycle through the uh, calling frequencies on the A band, but yeah, it's fantastic radio, and uh, and it can do uh, cross mode repeat. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I use that radio in my shack. Um, you know, it's my shack radio, um, and I love it. It's great. It's 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 very similar. It's got a little bit of some extra different features like the uh, touch screen and stuff, but the for my jeep the 300 is a little bit skinnier a little bit smaller doesn't take up as much space but for the shack the 400 is uh it's very useful so yeah yeah i agree i mean yeah it's pretty good (laughs) yeah either 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 one of them is i mean you're not going to go wrong whichever one you want but i I had to get another one and uh you know when i got the jeep because i was i was going to get the uh, 991a and i said no i'm not going to do that i'm going to get the dx10 so i needed a two-band radio and i said well I already got the 400. Why don't I try a 300? And so I was glad I did it. Fell in love. Yep. Yeah. My 300 story is pretty much, I asked for a 400 when I, for Christmas and my wife uh, got bamboozled by the guys at HRO for the 300 saying it was newer. And my look on my face was, Oh, this isn't the 400. And I acted like a little toddler, sadly. And I realized, you know, now that the, you know, the 300 is way far more superior in a lot of other features than just the the feature that I was kind of really looking for, which is the APRS component, which, you know, I love the touchscreen option, but, you know, I definitely like the, as Todd said, the small little form factor and, and, you know, that the head is, uh, you know, not huge on my dash and and whatnot. That's kind of just more of a personal preference, but yeah. And, and, but the APRS limitations kind of, you know, a hot garbage a little bit. Okay. Well, so, uh, all right. So 300 with Todd there, 400 with Paul, uh, what, what, uh, what, uh, do you bring to the table there? Let's see if we can round this out. So the, uh, I, I, and I do use both the 300 and 500 great radios, but my pick for this, uh, category is going to be my 705 because I have it hooked up to the, uh, shack. I can remote in on the phone. Um, and it, it does it great. So five Watts and it, uh, 10 Watts when it's plugged into, uh, shack power but it right. uh, it performs awesome and hits all the uh boxes that i you know tasks that i'm looking for to do 
around the shack and uh, operating remote. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So is that the radio you use when you check in, when you're in the shack and you're checking on the net? Yes. It is. <laughs> Coming good. I, yeah, I might have to put another radio on my Christmas list. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't we all? The, yeah. G start. Well, hey, and until uh, you know our final picks at the very end, which we won't reveal now, we'll we'll let everybody kind of sit back and and and, and hope and dream. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking for a uh, you know a replacement uh, in the icon world or in the uh, you know, Yezu world, but uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. So, do you do much G start all on it at all? No, there's not too many D star in our area. It's all mm-hmm. fusion based, so that's where the uh, Yesu, you know, checks off a win. But uh, right. um, but I I really like the radio. And there's a, wow. a mod mod coming out. There's a, a company that did a, a power board for it. And it allows it to uh, 12 volt charging, and that gives it a nice clean output for using with an amplifier. Oh, is that the one that um, does USB C charging? Yes. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, HRCC did a review on that. That was pretty cool. Yes, yeah. So I got that on back order, and in the future, you know, I might be able to hook it up to an amp. Well, then, you know, there, you know, now it's toe to toe with another said radio that kind of fits in the HF category that uh, you know yeah. I I covet as well. <laughs> so, and actually, we didn't mention an HF. So, you know, although you know that will kind of fit in the POTUS stuff. So. Yeah, so uh, good on that. So uh, Team Icom still uh, going strong here. And, uh, you know, we got Yezu, uh, you know, kind of pulling up the ranks uh, in the back. Uh, for me, you know, I'm going to go HT. I mean, we, we kind of talked about mobile rigs here. I, I uh, love my FTD 3, uh, 3D. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, 3D. Yeah, that's what it is. I can never get the letters right. Although there's some shortcomings on the, the radio. It's one of those things that every time I get in front of it, it's almost like a new experience because, you know, I... <laughs> I, I kind of like love the fact that the the size of it and the touch screen and all the capabilities that are built into it with APRS are great, you know, for an HD. I mean, there's always a lot of shortcomings in that area, but the replacement to that, the five with a couple of new upgrades, which I don't have yet would have, you know, definitely been, uh, you know, my first pick if I didn't have the three already. Um, and for the price point, it's definitely well, uh, you know, worth, uh, you know, the system, uh, you know, the design and the functionality of the radio. It's pretty rugged. I have, I have the proverbial, like, you know, every time I see a door frame and I have something on my hip, I always, always destroy whatever's, you know, fixed to my hip. So I don't put my phone, uh, on, uh, you know, my, uh, belt clip any longer. And I guarantee that every time on field day rolls around, I am always bound to hit my FT three, FT three off a table or, you know, something to that effect. And it, it takes a beating and keeps coming back. So I'm pretty happy with that one. So mm-hmm. cool. All right. Well, we've got, uh, three, three mobile rigs there and, uh, you know, a small HT. So it's pretty good for that round there. Um, so, um, I'm thinking, you know, once we kind of dive into a little bit more of an area, not all of us kind of do, although Ryan's, you know, I'm sure going to bring this to the table for the QRP too, <laughs> QRP side of this thing too, which we we, we can all kind of say that, you know, we all know where he's going. But Todd, what, what do you got for a QRP options? Maybe you can, you know, dethrone his choice. <laughs> well, I'm going to go into the future and uh, I'm going to pick the Yesu 705 killer as my QRP radio that doesn't <laughs> oh, exist doesn't yet. Exist at least yet. we don't know. Uh, uh, well, it has uh, to be 2023. So as a, as the official judge, I'm going to veto you. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I don't have a, a, a QRP radio. Uh, well, you technically do. You can drop the, 80, the 891 down. Yeah. I, yeah. So I would say like the 891 because I've tried it on QRP, but it's, it gets harder and it's just easier to jack up the, <laughs> Go back to back 100, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the 891, that's my POTA rig. And um, that's what I uh, I travel with. And that's a great little radio. And it uh, 
you know, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but for Pota, it works awesome. So mm. can can uh, if you're looking to get in the Pota, that's the first one you should get because it does everything. It's got a lot of power and uh, it's compact. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, I, I agree with that 100%, and you won't uh, get an argument out of me on that one. Um, and yes, you can go down to 10 watts and pretend you're doing QRP. <laughs> All right. Well, so Paul, what you got for your QRP uh, thoughts or, uh, you know? Well, uh, so I mean, I, I don't have a QRP radio. Um, I have, uh, I have run the, uh, Icon 706 Mark two G as QRP and I've run the 891 as QRP, but, uh, I've been, I've been looking, especially this year, um, for a good quality QRP radio. That's going to be light compact gonna easy throw in my bag uh maybe uh you know so a lighter option uh from taking the full pack um and so what i was looking at was the uh the usdx uh the true uh sdx uh right. but uh i don't know i mean i might have to double check the 705s <laughs> so what is your official choice in order for me to log it properly <laughs> uh the the, the official choice uh, I've, I've been leaning hard towards the uh, usdx okay all right we got you in for the usdx a uh, excellent radio for uh, a lot of qrp and soda and and whatnot and it tends to be the the choice of many so yeah good good on that one cool all right well ryan we all be you know been waiting patiently what's your choice <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna uh, switch it up a bit here and just go with the IC705. <laughs> Excellent. Wait, wait. A very logical uh, conclusion there. You know, it's, it's, it's a shack in the box. You know, the only thing it's short of is, you know, 100 watts, and it would totally blow the 891 and everything else out of the water. It would do everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's too bad you can't buy, like, a little mini amp that you could connect to it that would push it up to 100 watts. Well, you can. Oh, but you can. Yeah. How big is it? one. Yes. Allocraft makes a, a mini, like something that you could throw in a backpack. A hundred watts. Yeah. It's yeah. With a tuner. It's awesome. Oh, wow. See what we're missing out, Todd. <laughs> and waterfall. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's the best, the waterfall, right? Mm-hmm. We can only hope one day that Yezu decides to get their heads out of their butts and decide to do something phenomenal with a, a merge of the 891 and the 710 and stop calling the 710 a field radio. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> that's my own opinion <laughs> all right so I, I have to say i'm glad no one bothered to scoop this one up uh i am a, a big fan of this little uh, qrp rig um this is my uh fx4cr those that have seen the, the beach go bag review on my channel um i went over that pretty uh well in detail and it uh it, for construction for um can you overall use uh, what's that can you post a picture there uh no i can't actually i wish i could <laughs> sadly i don't have any pictures of it it's, it's such a great radio no one can look at it it's a, you know it's like it goes to 11 and you know no one shall touch it <laughs> um but uh with uh the fx4cr if those of you haven't seen it you can go up to bg2fx.com um there uh, and i should mention i, I totally forgot uh, all of the stuff that we talk about although all links will be in our uh, show notes so just make sure you check those show notes uh, if you're looking for any of the stuff that we talked about or mentioned um but the fx4cr is if you've not seen many of the reviews uh, i did one on my channel um there's plenty more on the internet it, it is a well-constructed has its own waterfall does 20 watts does bluetooth digital um out um has a beautiful well-built microphone it has a 
phenomenal speaker, which is, you know, the biggest thing with a lot of folks who do QRP. Um, the speakers are just not that, you know, robust uh, or, you know, they just sound tinny and whatever. This one um, just is just a phenomenal job all year, uh, all all day, every day. Um, and every time I take it out, I'm just totally amazed by its use and, and, and the, the power it has. And it's it's done me well so far. I haven't run into a place that I have not, uh, you know, been, hey, I, you know, I'm going to go to my Forks FX4CR. So, you know, it checks all the boxes. So that would definitely be my QRP, uh, you know, pick. Uh, for uh, that category. Um, so we are actually up, uh, coming up on the top of the hour here. So, uh, or at least the top of the half hour. Um, and so we're going to kick off our first um, giveaway here. So if uh, those that want to be, uh, though, or those that are in the chat, um, we are going to be doing for our first giveaway, uh, a, uh, a giveaway uh, for uh, Radio Oddity GC5 uh, handheld. Um, HT. So if you want to get in on that uh, giveaway, all you have to do is uh, put uh, in the chat pound sign repeater once I get the giveaway stream tool up here. And we'll let this run for a little bit. And it's repeater in all caps. And so let me get this going here. Um, one more tab. There's always four windows that you have to do to get this working. Uh, share screen. And we want to do, uh, oh, lovely. There we go. Uh, let me go one second while here. So sadly, I have to do this in a different browser because, you know, why not? Uh, here we go. All right. So let's go here. Do, do, um, all right, allow. Ah, no. What? Where'd you go there? You silly browser. <laughs> Play with me today. No, sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, this is not one of those technical difficulties that. Uh, That's okay. Stay with us. <laughs> we have stay on target. A W A Y. There we go. Let's get the right one here. All right. <laughs> Pound sign repeater all caps is what we're going to use for the keyword so make sure you put that in the chat and uh we'll run that for the next uh couple of uh seconds here or so so if you want to get in on the uh, giveaway there for the uh radio oddity gc5 uh definitely put in pound sign repeater so while we're kind of doing that guys uh just on a sidebar what's uh what uh what do you guys kind of do for uh, your normal family holidays during christmas any anything special traditions that you guys kind of do that you you know like to mention or share while we're kind of waiting for the entries to kind of flow through here eat a lot of desserts <laughs> any special desserts ryan there's chocolate pie cherry pie apple pie pumpkin pie um, oh, chocolate pie <laughs> um, banana cream pie <laughs> I mean, a slice of each will will do just fine. And icon pie, as long as it's right. not pecan. <laughs> right. I, I only eat pecan pie. Uh, so, so is it a pecan or pecan? Which one? <laughs> it's the pecans. They're all. <laughs> yeah. So oh, my, man. so for me, it's uh, unfortunately I have to get up really early. My kids like to get up before uh, the roosters start going <laughs> four or five o'clock. Like all I want to do is sleep and. You know, why are you waking me up in the morning? Maybe it'll be different this year, you know, but I don't know. 
Ah, hey, as they get older, let me say that they that the benefit to that is that they like, sleep in longer. Right. Well, our Christmas is typically done before the sun comes up. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. How about you, Paul? How's how's what's your traditions and Christmas that you enjoy doing, or besides, uh, you know, eating, you know, pecan pie. <laughs> oh, uh, pecan pie is for the wife. I don't. I don't do pecans. <laughs> Uh, I'm all about pumpkin and apple. Uh, I love, uh, yeah, I love, I love pies and sweets. Um, but, uh, no cr- Christmas for us. Um, it's relatively low key. The in-laws live across the street. Um, so we, uh, we let the, uh, the boy get up. He's uh, the, the last one in the house. He's 13. Um, but we let him get up and kind of open his stocking and, you know, then he has to wait for us for gifts, but, uh, he knows, um, seven o'clock is the is the hard line don't uh, wake us yeah. up before seven <laughs> or, or we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we have coffee and breakfast and you're gonna wait till nine before you open gifts good job <laughs> yeah nice job there <laughs> yeah well so uh, i'm with you i'm I, I as anybody can contest i am not a dessert guy so i can't really much rejoice i will have a slice maybe once in a while but uh, i'm not one to you know dive fully into that i'm uh for our traditions here we uh, we tend to like to do you know kind of things leading up to christmas so we'll do like uh, uh, a big uh, we went to a dinner party a um, uh, a murder mystery this year uh, was one of our fun ones down at uh, LaBelle Winery in uh, you know Londonderry and they did a Christmas dinner theater murder you know show and it was pretty fun and I think uh, Todd my daughter sent you a certain video I, yes I, I do have the video uh, <laughs> that that shall not get out yeah <laughs> you could share we with the crew to, we might have to post that uh secretly somewhere it was quite, <laughs> yeah. I was like what I go what is your dad doing <laughs> I had to read Bob Bob Marley's part in the you know in the 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 Christmas Carol and of course I had to do it in a voice that was uh you know uh, of the Bob Marley himself <laughs> and I did a horrible hack job because I I didn't have my glasses with me so <laughs> anyway so uh well it be, so just to you know get let folks know we'll get a couple more seconds in here to get the repeater uh, entry going but uh yeah so we we like to do stuff like that and uh our christmas is pretty like you know paul said uh, pretty low-key and our kids are you know in their 20s so you know they don't roll out of bed until like you know maybe 11 12 if we're you know, early and lucky so you know i definitely get to sleep in and have coffee and and, and breakfast and enjoy well, uh, you want my kids christmas eve i've already done it man (laughs) i've done it been there done that all right cool all right well so we got 16 here in the drawing so i'm gonna go ahead and hit the draw button here and we're gonna see what we get all right the winner of the radiotity g uh GC6, uh, GC5, sorry, is for Guy Lee, KN6WET. Guy, if you can, uh, I will look you up on QRZ, but if you can uh, do me a favor and just send an email to uh, livefreeandham at gmail.com with your uh, shipping detail information, if it's uh, different than what it is on QRZ, uh, I will make sure we get that out to you. And uh, congratulations on the radio there. So, all yeah, right. Guy, don't wait your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I assume Love the friends. call sign. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Love the call cool. sign. <laughs> Roger that. All right. Well, uh, so let's keep plugging away here, guys. So um, we got a couple more categories to go through here. And uh, so we've already wrapped up the probably three major categories when it comes to radios and selfs, but let's dive into antennas. I know a lot of us love antennas. We all have a 
you know, a deep, uh, you know, close admiration for different antennas. And uh, a few of them, uh, I'm sure, will definitely come out both on our POTA events and, and whatnot. So obviously, uh, you know, Todd, uh, starting off the top of the list here, um, you know, what what uh, antenna do you want to throw into your ring uh, for a wire style antenna? Do you have a wire style antenna that you've used? I know you, you did purchase one, but uh, I don't know if it's been in use yet. <laughs> well, portable, though, I haven't used it yet, but... I would say my off-center dipole. Uh, that's my main antenna for HF at the shack. It's been very good to me. Um, gone all around the world with it. Antarctica on FT8. Sideband as far away as uh, New Zealand and uh, Australia. And, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been... What is it a Buckmaster? No, it's... Um, I forget what the brand name is, but it's, it was, it's nothing really super fancy, but uh, it was recommended to me uh by another ham uh, that i know and uh, he had it and he said it works great and so we we put it up it's probably jesus probably been a, three years yeah it's a radio wasn't it, or radio waves i think it yeah, was radio waves radio yeah waves. okay yeah, off-center so dipole yep 80, it 10. does yeah eighty ten, and it uh it's been good it's been up and it really it only kind of got knocked down in that ice storm it didn't even get knocked down it just kind of lowered so uh this summer eric and i shot it back up and got a little bit higher and i was nervous because i was making australia and i was afraid if i moved it it would start losing <laughs> that but i didn't so it was all good very cool all right well that's a good choice there yeah, radio waves yeah good good antenna Yep. Yeah. And you can get a lot of those at HRO and, and whatnot. They tend to be very popular there and yeah, very good, uh, you know, very good antenna for sure. All right. Well, how about you, Paul? What do you, what do you got for your own wire antenna? Uh, well, so I guess, uh, my, my absolute favorite wire antenna, it's, it's a toss up because, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's wire antennas that I love to use portable. And then there's my wire antenna at home. Uh, but the wire antenna at home gets the most use. Uh, and that is the K1JEK Kilo One Juliet Echo Kilo Cobra Ultralight Senior antenna. Uh, the the antennas are made right here in Northwood, New Hampshire. Um, it's uh, it's built and designed to stand up to New England winters. Um, and, and as Eric can attest, uh, the the wind may break the uh, the the lines that hold it in place, but the antenna itself does not break. No. No, uh, I, I, I first hand can contest that. <laughs> yeah, that, that antenna came down uh, two or three times uh, over the course of the winter. Um, the, no harm to the antenna whatsoever. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, it's uh, it, it's about uh, five degrees uh, off of a direct north-south orientation uh, and 65 feet in the air. But uh, it does everything from 160 uh, to 10. Wow. 10, not so great, but, um, you know, 160 to 10. Uh, and, and yeah, like Todd said, I mean, I've had uh, single sideband conversations uh, all the way to uh, New Zealand uh, to the West and all the way to uh, Turkey in the East. So, I mean, it's just a fantastic antenna. Uh, yeah, definitely. You have benefited from that thing. And I'm surprised, uh, you know, over all of our winters and it's in open air, it's open in free space where it is. So it's like, it gets beat on hard. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And there's a big coil of ladder line, uh, because it's, it's ladder line fed. So there's a big coil of ladder line up there and it, it, that catches all the snow and the ice and everything. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll pull the antenna down a little bit, but, uh, mm. just shake it free and, and back up she goes. Very cool. <laughs> 
Awesome. All right. Well, that's uh, good on that choice there. And so uh, another reliable antenna. I've been throwing a couple uh, from folks in the chat. I, I noticed that uh, Ryan uh, made a notice a note to uh, an antenna that I was going to mention for portable. But uh, yeah, I, I second the uh, N3VAN NFED half wave. Uh, Todd and I both have one and I did a review on that and love that antenna for portable use and whatnot but uh, a great uh, you know even home antenna if you need something uh, in a pinch so how about yeah. you ryan so what do you got so i got two antennas in mind one i'm going to save for the uh, poda section so for at home in the shack i really like and so when i start out with is my my antennas and fed half wave ah yeah uh, okay. the uh founder was originally from new hampshire and he's a friend of a local ham here and he has them cut for broad range of frequencies and I've bought, uh, I have one active right now that gives me uh, 75 through 10. I bought a second one that's uh, 160. And then I have a, a third one that's cut only for 60 meter. Oh, um, nice. So it's a uh, you know, great brand. I like it a lot. It's very robust. Um, I don't have an amp, but it can handle a full 1500 watts. And it tunes up great. I mean, I don't need a tuner. The, the radio... The 301 tuner in the radio handles it fine. Yeah, most of the time, the matches on those antennas are pretty much like one and a half to one on most of the bands. Yeah, it's spot on. So it's a wonderful radio. I have it uh, the the uh, one end mounted up on the uh, the tower, and the other end's going over to a tree, and it's awesome. So my cool. myantennas.com and fed half wave. Yeah, I would second that antenna. That is my primary antenna for sure uh, in terms of uh, setup. And I've got it in inverted L and I can contest, I basically confirm exactly what Ryan says. It's it's a great listening antenna, great, uh, you know, transmit antenna. And it, it tunes up everything straight from, at least for mine, mine's an 80 through 10, uh, you know, mm-hmm. less than one and a half to one in most cases. I rarely ever have to worry about throwing the tuner on there to, to dial it down or get it matched. So yeah, awesome antenna for sure. Cool. So, all right. So for me, uh, my first antenna obviously was that, uh, you know, choice there. Um, but I'm going to go with, and it's already been mentioned in the chat there, uh, N3VAN's uh, Reliance antenna. That is my primary, you know, that would be my primary NFED antenna. I have strung that up. I use it a lot for portable, but at the same time, I would probably trust it to all of the elements in new england um because it's well constructed um i did an awesome review with uh you know and we had a live stream on my channel with ryan uh with uh matt sorry from uh reliance and uh yeah he has uh done some really good designs with that antenna and it's really well priced in terms of you know quality construction and you know and goes toe-to-toe with a lot of the other you know smaller size antennas but um that would be, it's kind of hard because I look at that because that's more portable for me. So if I had to use, you know, a wire antenna, I think I would go with my, um, the one I used for field day last year and the name is escaping me. It was um, uh, Chameleon. It was a Chameleon uh, LEFS. So the lightweight and fed uh, antenna. Slower. That one worked phenomenal for field day, both years that we used it. And, uh, you know, it is a rock solid antenna, well constructed, uh, didn't have to do any tuning on it. And it just worked right out of the box from 40 through 10. So, I mean, the only drawback is that it was 40. Is that the one that I used, uh, two years ago? Yeah. Two years when ago. All and the then, contacts. Yeah. That thing was good. Yeah. Yeah, that one had great ears and that we set that up in a sloper and and then we did it the second year for the Gota tent and, you know, uh, the, the guy who ran the Gota tent, uh, you know, had uh, great success with that too as well. And so, yeah, it's been a, a tried and true performer for sure. 
All right. Well, we are getting near the second uh, quarter of the hour there. So we are going to run the second uh, giveaway here. So let's, uh, you know, get that in the mix. The second giveaway is uh, we've been talking a lot about Reliance Antenna. I happen to have uh, Reliance Antenna and Fed Half Wave uh, 40 through 10. Yes, 40 through 10. Uh, almost full legal limit. I think it's two. No, it's not that, my mistake. My, my apologies. It's, it's a hundred, it's 200 Watts. Um, and, uh, does 40 through 10 and fed half wave. If you want to learn more about it, obviously you can go up to Reliance antenna. Um, but I did a review on it and you can go over to my channel and when check that out and uh, learn more about that antenna and Todd's actually got it up there. It's the bug out version. This is a very small portable light antenna. You will be, Totally amazed with its, you know, performance, its, you know, capabilities and the scale of it in terms of size, you know, matches toe to toe with a lot of the other guys that are out there, like the K6 ARKs and the um, pac tennis and, and whatnot. And, you know, I love pac tennis, but they're always unobtainium. So, you know, if you're looking for a good alternative, they are definitely the, the places to go. And obviously Todd's throwing it up against his phone. And you can see how small it is. So uh, we are going to do the second uh, drawing for that NFED and we are going to use the keyword pound sign propagation all in caps so uh let me get this set up again propagation <laughs> propagation all right so oh, let me back out of this tool come on don't give me a hard time now eric right. just out of curiosity while uh while you're while you're thinking on uh you know setting this giveaway up uh i'm curious as to what the value of the giveaway is like uh you know, yep. how much does it cost to buy that that antenna setup? Well, so if you go up to their website, uh, this is the uh, Stealth Wire version. So it includes uh, it's the forty through ten uh, bug out Stealth Wire uh, green winder uh, kite winder. It's this one. The numbers basically, I think it puts it right around like a about eighty five to ninety bucks, and then you throw shipping on there, depending how quick you want it. Uh, you know, you can. Uh, you know, expect to pay right around just shy of about a hundred bucks. So you said the bug out antenna and fed yeah. halfway and fed yeah. halfway bug out antenna. Yeah. 50 bucks. Okay. So that's the antenna. And then the, that including the, the transformer too. I, I just pulled up the web. So it might just okay. be, so there's two pieces. So it says the wire right. piece and then there's the transformer piece. All right. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, you got it. You buy this transformer you yep. that, and then you buy this piece. Yeah. Right and it comes together as one when you put them together. Yep. All right. So we have got the keyword of propagation spelled exactly the way you see it on the screen. And we'll let that run for a little bit. And so, all right, let me uh, pose you guys, uh, throw another question in there. What is one thing in Christmas that you can't stay, can't stand that sort of makes you feel grinchy? You know, anybody want to share one thing that, you know, they kind of, they deal with uh, on a yearly basis or things comes up that just makes you you know kind of feel grinchy yeah i got it right away the amount of <laughs> paper and trash and cardboard <laughs> and trash bags you got to haul to the uh, town dump after uh, i am right i am right there with you <laughs> absolutely my house turns into like a it's like a it's like a like you're at one of those foam parties of just wrapping paper and boxes you know, this year, I, I, I have a, a fire pit at the house <laughs> not big enough on fire oh yeah <laughs> smoke. So. So, so you're just there too you short go. of you know causing the woods to catch fire <laughs> because all the little papers just streams yeah, away from the fire pit. this winter yeah <laughs> yeah true right you might have to watch I, know, I, have a, I don't know i have a big burn pile i've been waiting to burn as soon as the snow comes down but we keep getting rain so 
Yeah, yeah throw some hundred low lead on it and just yeah, uh, poof. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe it's just me, but uh, you know one one of the things about the, uh, the 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 Christmas season, if you will, that uh, absolutely drives me nuts is uh, I'm, I'm big into Halloween and the people around Halloween time that are already playing Christmas music and have their Christmas decorations oh. out. <laughs> like you know, can can you just give it a rest, please? Because let me tell off. you. Well, and and so you know, like I mean, I worked uh, retail uh, through like the end of high school, and and you know, a couple of years here and there uh, before I got into the trades, and and you hear the same Christmas songs over and over and over and <laughs> over again, and so like even now, you know, thirty some odd years later. Like I hear those songs and it's before Thanksgiving and I'm just like, no, I'm Baja mug. <laughs> so, yes. so at field day, I'm going to be bringing some Christmas music to be blasting over <laughs> on your station. <laughs> just for distraction purposes. June. <laughs> Christmas in July, you, just man. To, just to kind of ease you into the, into the season. Start I'll bring so, I'll bring the boom box with some heavy metal and some bagpipes. <laughs> I'm well, that's gonna be fun. Uh, so yeah, I guess for my pet peeve, I, I the one thing I don't like is that um when I'm forced into certain festive holiday traditions that my yeah, that may either be in my wife's mind or in my family's mind that like you know, just kind of like it, it just piles on to the whole Ori stress situation. So anytime that that happens and I, you know, it's not like, you know, we've planned it or organized it. I get like really like my wife calls me the Grinch. And, you know, when she starts to call me the Grinch, I then start acting, you know, the part out really well. So I I, uh, I try to kind of curb that very quickly and, and, you know, try to, you know, show that I actually have a live heart and it does beat and it loves people. And so, you know, she <laughs> she tries to push that envelope sometimes and, you know, sometimes she wins and sometimes i win so it's just a matter of uh you know making sure that uh you know the holiday is all fun for everybody and, and not forced <laughs> so. well my my biggest thing that i can't stand is having to put everything together you know i have a 10 year old so oh can you put this together and then it's like you spend all this time you you go through you put it together and then it's on to the next thing it's like you didn't even play with the thing you just put together <laughs> yeah. there's a secret to that there's a secret to that todd and, yeah, what's and the- that is it you put all of that stuff together before Christmas yeah. I don't and like then you it wrap be- it already mm-hmm. put together. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. I don't even like doing it before Christmas, after Christmas at all. And I, so. Yeah. I got one more before Eric pulls the uh, drawing here. Yes. They required batteries with all the, double A's, triple A's. Mm-hmm. Running out, yeah, never have walk, enough of them. Running out to the gas station to get the. Uh, oh, I forgot the batteries. Yep. <laughs> you're gonna suffer. You have to wait till Tuesday. That's the way it goes in my book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so with that, we are going to pull the drawing for the uh, Reliance uh, NFED, and so here we go. All right, and the winner is. Hyatt Clints. All right, Hyatt. Uh, congratulations on that antenna there. If you can do me a favor and just make sure you send an email to livefreeandham at gmail, and we'll make sure we get uh, your call sign and your address uh, information in that email, and I'll make sure we get that antenna out to you. So uh, thanks again for all those folks. Uh, and uh, let's kind of wrap this up. So we're, we're getting close. Uh, so we got a couple more categories that we want to you know, round out here. So uh, let's talk about those. And so let's talk. Um, 
Yeah, we talked a little bit on antennas, um, and I think you know we're only going to maybe cover one other area. So we've got another other category in the antennas, and so let's go kind of quickly through Todd. You know, what what other antenna might you throw into the ring, uh, whether it's portable or uh, you know you know any one buddy, of those ca- bu- you know, categories. Buddy Pole Pro, that yeah. is an awesome antenna. I love it. It's my Poda antenna. It never fails. It's uh, very easy to use and. Uh, Goes up and down real quick, very compact. I throw it in my backpack, and uh, it's it's done wonders for me. So yeah, that's my that's my uh, that's my portable, my traveling antenna. I love it, and it's a vertical, and it's uh, on a coil, and it, it just works great. Awesome, yeah, I agree with that. That's definitely been our lifesaver on ten meters every time. Yeah, cool. All right, well, how about you, Paul? I guess uh, it's it's a tough one, you know, because as far as portable goes. Um, I technically have three antennas that, uh, that, that I have. Um, okay. if you could only love one, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, well, uh, I mean, I guess, so currently, it, you know, the, the go-to is the Xtenna. Um, it, uh, it, it works fantastic. Um, I love the ability to switch the, uh, the balance on it. Um, you know, I can set it up as a vertical. I can set it up as a sloper. Um, you know, it just works. Um, inverted V. It, yeah, it, it's a, a, a great, versatile, uh, very small, packed antenna. Um, guy uh, says in the chat, the Wolf River Coil, and, and that was that was in the back of my brain there, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. However, that's not your choice. <laughs> so, that's not my choice. <laughs> still that's on the board. Choice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Let's see what Ryan's got. <laughs> So I have a couple of them. I, I'm in the process of building them out is the uh, K6 ARK NFED half waves. And I bought a several of his kits to go with the 705. Um, I'll make a few of them uh, resonant on various frequencies and then a uh, more of a broadbander. But um, I like the kit. You know, it's neat. It's small. And, uh, Very small. Um, you know, so that's my choice, the K6 ARK. Awesome. Yeah. Good antenna. Definitely. Uh, I would recommend anything that Adam puts together. They are, you know, he feels tests the crap out of those things and they are definitely, uh, you know, well worth the, the money and the, the antenna itself. So for me, obviously we all know I am a big Wolf River coil lover. I, uh, love my Wolf River coil. That was the first antenna I ever kind of started out with. So I'm running the silver bullet mini original. Um, the one thing I do differently than a lot of other kind of configurations is I run it in a center loaded configuration. So I've got the two 24 inch or yeah, 24 inch strider rods. I find, um, and actually in, <laughs> I'm running a, a, a giveaway or a, um, you know, uh, seven days to, you know, my kilo, uh, for Reed's Ferry on my channel. And I had to use my Wolfer recoil because I, my ATAS decided to, uh, have, uh, uh, SWR fits and wouldn't, uh, tune lower than, you know, a three to one. So I pulled out the, uh, Wolfer recoil, set it up. And I, you know, again, it did not disappoint. It came through, um, and used, you know, in that center loader configuration, it just, you know, it hears everything and people hear me. I was getting signal reports five, nine plus 20 out of Ohio and Texas and, and a few stations that were even a little bit above the noise in California. And so, you know, it, it does not disappoint. So it's, uh, it's a great, uh, you know, antenna. And as a lot of people in the you know chat are saying that, you know, that they definitely use that as their go-to as well. So I, I, I can definitely, uh, you know, uh, Go with that. So, all right. So, our real, last real quick, real quick, yeah. just before we get off antennas for the uh, UHF VHF guys, this is my Ed Fong antenna. In oh yeah, we didn't have a category for right. that, right? 
This is yep. this thing is amazing. All right, it sits in PVC pipe. I leave it here, and basically, what I do is uh, the reason I know it's so good is when I didn't have a um, a flex or I didn't have uh, I wasn't doing pole or anything when I was a technician. I was down at the Cape, and I had a HT, you know. And I set that up and that antenna on a tripod sitting on the deck and I was hitting a repeater 60 miles away. And these guys could not believe on this net that I was on. They're like, what antenna are you using? And I told them, I said, listen, this thing is amazing. Um, and then when I went down to the Caribbean, the Virgin Islands, I brought the the non, the, the kind of fold up version, the non, um, not in the pole, just kind of loose. And you just hang it from something. And I was using the HT and I was hitting Puerto Rico, St. Croix. I mean, really on an HT with those antennas. So the thing is just awesome. So if you're looking for a good um, VHF, UHF antenna, then you want to save some money. It's definitely worth it. It's uh, I rec- highly recommend it. Yeah. Oh, my fault. <laughs> yes. love, yeah, he, I loves, love he loves this long <laughs> that's what he said yep. yeah <laughs> he's got yeah, one yeah, in yeah. rainbow colors he's got one in red he's yep. got one in white anyway. yeah they were at, they were at near fest uh this past uh fall they were also there in the uh in the spring too mm. yeah I, I i would definitely confer with that one the one thing i didn't mention and i just totally skipped over my notes and we won't get into too much detail with it is you know my buddy my, my buddy hex you know i don't want to you know brag about that thing but you know even it worked phenomenally even though todd fried his finals at field day he was still able to make contact with me and I, it off. no finals i made like what five or four five contacts five contacts on no less finals than, <laughs> yep no finals on a radio so you know that's that that that, that, that speaks volumes yeah. for sure in my book yeah all right cool that, so that, that buddy pole company is definitely uh they're very the antennas are great and uh you know that they're they're definitely if you're doing poda or your field day stuff at those that's you can't go wrong with them and the the one thing i think the biggest difference between that and um the one that that you were using the um wolf of a coil is the buddy pole pro i think it's more compact so if you're looking to be um more compact like if you're traveling flying or something like that i think that's the only disadvantage but eric and i have done double pole uh, activation using both those antennas and they in my opinion they both work the same like they were there was no one that was better or, or less so yep yeah full hearted agree i think all of us have had one of those whether it's just the ladder line version or in the pvc you know pipe as well so it has not let or disappointed us so all right so this is the coveted category box for um or category area called gear bags or go boxes um so we're going to kind of break this down into really two key areas um, first thing we're going to talk about is gear bags or go boxes, you know, your choice, you can decide and, you know, there's no wrong answer with this one because I know all of us have some gear boxes or go boxes and some of us have gear bags. Um, so Todd, what's your kind of first pick in either of those categories, uh, whether you're applying it to POTA or soda or just, you know, every day, you know, kind of get out and operate in the field. All right, so I got a 511 bag. Um, is for my Poda bag. It holds a s- small tuner, uh, the 891, uh, a nice, good size battery, my iPad, all my cables, my uh, antenna, and uh, there's also room for some other stuff. But uh, it's really compact. It's heavy, but uh, when you <laughs> when you got everything, but I lug that thing on planes and everything, and it's it's uh, a great a great um material you know great material and it's got a lot of room and what i like about it is when you unzip it the whole thing opens up so it's like 
completely open and, and vertical. So like you can just open, lay it down, open it up and everything is right there. So you don't have to like reach into it. You know, you, the zippers go all the way around. So um, that's what I use. And uh, I've had, uh, I had a smaller one, but when I wanted to uh, get all my gear and I had to go up a little bit and uh, it, it works awesome. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. 511 makes some good stuff for sure. All right, Paul, what's your what's your pick since I know you were working on your pack last time trying to drop it down from 30 or 40 pounds to 30 something or whatever it was the number was. So what what are you using for uh, gear bags or go boxes or mix of the both? Well, yeah, so uh, originally I was using the bag that came with my Chameleon Empass 2.0. And, well, it's a great bag. It's just uh, it, it lacks in, in a lot of the uh, compartmentalization areas. Um, and and actually, I gotta I gotta give credit to uh, Ham Radio 2.0 because he uh, he he put out um, I don't remember if it was Gigaparts or HRO. They were doing some like expedition backpack, and if you bought it, uh, you got four free small bags that go in it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So no. that's uh, that's that's the Poda bag now, and it's and it's an amazing bag. But what makes that key? is these, uh, these Chinese bags, these little canvas, uh, Kyoto bags. I'll post a link in the chat. Um, but these bags are, they're, they're nice, heavy canvas. They get a nice heavy zipper, a nice, uh, little pull tab on them. Um, and they're color coded. So it makes it easy to organize things, you know? Um, and, and for me, at least, uh, on, on portable, uh, aspects like, uh, having the color coded bags, uh, made a, a world of difference in getting things organized and and being able to grab what I need when I need it. Dude, that was the best thing you ever did. I I was totally impressed with that system. He, he you know, we'll have to dive into the, some of that stuff in the future episodes. But yeah, he color coded a lot of stuff like for power for red and green for antenna and you know ground radials. And I was just like, dude, that that that's smart. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so good job on that yeah. one. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what do you got for your uh, your bag there uh, or your go kit? Yeah, so I, I went. I, one of the YouTube channels had uh, posted these, and I looked into them and realized, hey, it's really very similar to uh, Paul's. They're called uh, hilltop bags, made down in uh, it's either Virginia or West Virginia. Um, very lightweight, like parachute material, so it's very thin and it uh, compresses well. But they're uh, various sizes: small, medium, large. You know, you can separate all your uh, like you just described. You know your ground wire antennas, your uh, coax adapters, everything you need, and have it uh, sorted in a bag. So uh, I'll also post a uh, link here in the yep, in the chat. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah, make sure it, all those are in the, the show notes too as well. So you have all of them. You can go back and do the uh, team yeah, replay. They're cheap and uh, they're awesome. So real good organization. Very cool. All right. Well, I'd say for uh, me, my go bag, gear bag, um, I used to have a Poda bag, which was, uh, an, um, um, oh, I can't remember who it was. It was a smaller bag, you know, um, Oh, either way, I ended up transferring out of it because it couldn't handle all the stuff I was carrying. So I went with the Tenba 24T, and that one is primarily kind of advertised as a, um, a camera bag, but it's got a lot of great pocket systems and good storage. And And I spent a lot of time just kind of researching bags for the purposes of, you know, what can I get out of it in terms of both, you know, strength and, you know, durability, but, you know, what can it give me for, like, modularity so I can adjust, you know, 
you know, the straps or the compartments and whatnot. And so that bag has got uh, all the features that I would expect out of my, my Osprey uh, Manta 34, which is a, basically a backpack for, you know, day hiking and stuff. So it's got all of the, the built-in capabilities for all of that, uh, for water, you know, storage and, you know, the, 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 the hip pads and belt and all that other stuff, but the compartments in it are phenomenal in terms of access and for being able to stick everything. So I carry a lot of my uh, equipment around with me for cameras and video and stuff like that. So I got to have space for that and it adds to the weight of that on top of it, but being able to throw the 891 in there, the couple, uh, you know, devices for logging and all of the zip bags uh, for, um, you know, you know, all of the uh, parts and stuff like that all fit in that bag. And it's actually probably right around maybe 35 pounds. So it's, it's heavier than usual, but I'm not backpacking with it. So I don't mind throwing it in a truck and, and just kind of going with it and it keeps everything all, in, you know, well, uh, well padded uh, space. So that, that, that's my kind of go-to with that. Yeah. And we, and we used both Eric's and my bag when we did the, um, the Rove on the seacoast oh, right. and uh, we were, we were very well organized and it was like, setting up taking down setting up taking down back and forth and it was very uh they were both if we had to go walk to the beach you know and leave the car or distance we just grabbed the stuff and went it wasn't a big deal yeah that was a good point so, yeah basically just quick and dirty and in and out cool all right so what um you know we we could probably go for hours in bags and you know if you if you ever want to you know learn more we can <laughs> definitely do a separate episode and talking about this stuff but let's let's get to that special category that kind of alert uh alert uh about earlier in the episode um you know we want to kind of just what is your guess like what what would you want to see in 2024 if you know any one of the big four or even another vendor outside of the big four was going to showcase uh, a new radio that was going to either be the next replacement to you know a field radio or an hf radio and i mean icom and yezu and kenwood all of those guys are starting to get back into the game and they're starting to release some really good you know designs and and features uh in their radios but what one thing would you want to see, you know? And so let me throw it to you, Todd, you know, what, what, what do you want to see that, you know, maybe we can hopefully see at, at Dayton or at Hamcation in 2024? Well, I'd like to see an update to the 891. Um, you know, it's been around, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's like a legend of a radio in, in my opinion, it's a, it's been around for a long time and it's never failed. And a lot of people love it, but I think, I think it'd be nicer to have a, it redone where we have a, uh, a better uh a better way to navigate the radio because the 891 it kind of stacked on layers so sometimes it's hard to move through the menus so kind of like i wish they could come up with like a 705 competition killer, but keep, <laughs> killer, but keep it at 100 watts i think that would be a, a huge game changer that they would be able to uh really compete and i think i think if they put that radio out i know i'd be on that list day one <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, getting it, uh, and I think anyone who does Poda would probably jump all over that too, just because it's um, you know just having the 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 ability to move around and and, and work with the um, the menus. It's just the eight ninety one is a little time consuming, and when you're doing Poda and you're doing a pile up or whatever, and you're trying to work someone, it'd be nice to just have it all there, like some of the more modern radios. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. So if, so if Yesu, if you're watching this or you get a hold of this, please, you know, I, I keep asking every year and Santa's says you're <laughs> not, not delivering. Yeah. <laughs> not this year, son. <laughs> Did you email KMRD? He has a direct line to Santa from last time I yeah. checked. Did you put in a request then? <laughs> yeah, <I should. laughs> Maybe that's what it did. <laughs> 
Yeah. How about you, Paul? What's your kind of coveted, hopefully, 2024 radio that you'd like to see? Or- so it's it's difficult, right? Because um, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a budget conscious person. Uh, I live on a fixed income, and so um, you know, anytime that I upgrade radios, it's uh, it's a process. It's, there's a lot of deliberation, a lot of planning involved. Um, I I started with the ICOM 706 Mark II G. Um, I love that radio. The fact that it's uh, it's fairly small, it's compact, it's an all-in-one. Uh, obviously, the 705 is the, uh, the the newer, nicer, better version of the all-in-one, but it's you know not not QRO. Um, so I think if uh, if if I hit the lottery tomorrow, and and I got to you know, hey, Icom. Listen, this is what I want from you. I want something small, compact, portable like the 705, but give me the option for 100 watts. Mm. Yeah. Sounds exactly like M2, uh, N2MAK said here. You know, I, I, we all agree that, you know, it needs to look exactly like the ICOM and follow and mirror ICOM, but have Yezu logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> That's all right. Okay, so Ryan, we know what, what more can they improve on the 705 that you'd like to see in 2024? <laughs> you know, if you pull out all the bells and whistles, it'd be nice to have a uh, Flex 6800. Oh, yeah, good call oh. there. Yeah. So something with the transverters built in can mm-hmm. do the higher frequencies. And, uh, you know, there's a couple other small tweaks to it, but uh, a, a full band shack in a box Flex. In the words of Hammer Your Workbench, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple as that, man. With that, I, I drool over that and figure out how I can well, mortgage you know, house what's, twice over. What's nice about Flex is that they buy your radios back. So you've already yeah. got like a, oh yeah, you know, what, what you've ever invested into it, you've already kind of got like a down payment going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. I did not think about that. I totally forgot. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, that would be, oh, that would be phenomenal. I would love to have, and, you know, I, I'm not of the camp, like uh, as a few others are, of like having a lot of radios. Like, I mean, when it comes to HF in terms of my mobile base, I, I like to have a few that do a lot. And I think that would be a perfect fit for that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. So hmm, me, that would be, I, I'm on the, I, I'm very much in the camp with Todd and a few others that, you know, we need a 705 match toe for toe, you know, that looks like an 891, uh, you know, in terms of power and functionality, but it, you know, re- revised looking 710 model. I don't know. I definitely, one thing I would not want to see in that 705 killer is to have a, fusion component i don't think it needs to have digital like that you know that for me would be like eh, i would probably never use it just like ryan said with you know the d star you know he probably doesn't use the d star mode but everything else in that radio is perfect so mm-hmm. that would be i would i would have to say that i would agree with 100 the only other thing i would think of is that if um there was a way that we could um that they could, could that Yezu could come around like Yezu. Well, Icom's sort of doing it. They already kind of already do it now. Flex definitely does it. Is get on the bandwagon with remote. Like stop trying to develop these 
small like devices that plug in in between that sort of service you know the you know the capabilities to be able to do remote radio from your shack and only do it you know on one platform or another you know come up with a better way in your interfaces you know to make everything look like you know flex i hate to say everyone should do it like flex i think everyone should do their own implementation the way they should do it but i think every radio in 2024 should start to have that capability i mean we're already seeing it with um uh, why Elecraft story doing with their KX4 Flex has been doing it forever. You know, there are a few other, you know, vendors that are starting to get around in that space. Everyone should start thinking in that sense and start thinking about, Hey, give me an ethernet port. I don't want to have a USB port any longer. Give me an ethernet port. That's what I'm looking for in every radio, hopefully in 2024. And that includes even the VHF UHF stuff. That would be phenomenal to be able to control some of those radios. Yeah, um, or have the capability. Every radio should have either ethernet or a Wi-Fi antenna and Totally. You know, then they can roll the software out as it has needed, but get that hardware in there, and then that's uh, then it can grow. I also yeah. I also think that uh, mobile radios should have some kind of Bluetooth so you can connect to your speakers and a Bluetooth implementation that works with yeah. every other Bluetooth in the world, not exactly. their own. <laughs> right, right, not yeah. their own. That that's universal. That you know, I can connect my car radio and speakers to the radio, and then that way. Don't have or to have keyboard, it. so I can do APRS from my 300. How is right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. That would be uh, that would be very. Uh, I think that would be. I think if if another if a company like if ICOM came out with something like that, I would probably switch 300 to to that to have that ability. Mm. Yeah. As Matt says, you know, their components are so small. What is the problem? It's like, you know, the same thing with, you know, Yezu where they like, they're using the, the, the D sub connector off the back of the radio. So you have DVI instead of HDMI. Come on, please. I mean, stop, stop playing. I mean, look at, I got a watch that does more than my radio, you know, come (laughs) on, it could be done. (laughs) exactly computer (laughs) come on all right cool well hey uh we could go on forever and so you know we are going to try try to cut it off here because i know everyone (laughs) is uh definitely got a busy uh week as we uh round uh and getting closer to christmas um so thank you again for everybody in the chat appreciate all you guys we had one uh, we had about 24 listeners so uh thank you guys for all being a part of this and uh we appreciate uh your uh, support and uh, you know ask you to continue just you know to be part of the community and and uh, you know um, you know help us out along the way so you know with that thank you for joining live free and ham um, remember if you haven't subscribed you can always connect with the show <laughs> you got a tattoo already wow man he's dedicated I love it wow All right, you... <laughs> that's some dedication well, that is, that's dedication my friend Oh man! So leave us a show uh, uh, show review on iTunes or our website. We will be glad to read it in our next episode. Um, and you can always contact us on social media for the latest information, shows, and content. And you can support the show as always through our Patreon and buy us a beer links. And those are in our show notes and our website. As every bit helps the show. And as always, this live stream is recorded to a podcast uh, within 24 hours. So you can definitely pick that back up if you're a regular subscriber to the podcast. And if you want to connect to any one of our hosts, Paul, myself, Todd, or Ryan, uh, you can find all of our information up at livefreeandham.com. And as always, Merry Christmas. And thanks again for listening. For all of us at Live Free and Ham, 7-3. Thanks, guys. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. 73.